0: looking at the world in that way of like the power of storytelling and how it can build these connections and bridges to places that otherwise we feel so disconnected to um, has been something I hope to be able to bring to life in my work.
1: Coming to you from Minneapolis, Minnesota, a conversation about the great and sometimes not so great outdoors. I'm your host, Lynn Melling, and I'm Jody Gruen, and we do this for fun. Hey, it's Lynn and it's Jody, And today we are not at the trailhead. We are actually in our homes because we are interviewing an amazing woman from across the, uh, where, where is she coming from? San Francisco, I believe.
0: Yes. Um,
1: from San Francisco, California. Um, Tasha Van Zant joining us from Zoom. Um, not from Zoom, via Zoom. Um, Tasha is an award-winning director, cinematographer, and Emmy-nominated producer who's documented stories across all seven continents. Whoa! Her um, award-winning documentary feature "After Antarctica" follows the life and renowned pol- of the renowned polar explorer and Minnesota native Will Steger and his lifelong journey as an eyewitness to the greatest changes to the polar regions of our planet. Tasha is dedicated to capturing stories that foster empathy and uh, uses her lens, uses that lens to, as a tool to build cultural bridges that lead to greater global understanding. Tasha, cultural bridges, greater understanding. We can't wait to hear more. Welcome to Redo This you. For Fun.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here. And- oh. We're
2: so, so happy to see this ray of sunshine coming to us from California. So delightful to have you here. So, yeah, let's start with fun. Okay, you are many things, including an explorer, which Jody clued me in on that. So, an explorer is defined as a person who explores an unfamiliar area, an adventurer. And the example given by the dictionary, okay, no joke, is quote unquote a polar explorer. So that's quite literally you. So Tasha, <laughs> you've explored so many places. Um, would you say that polar expeditions are something you do for fun?
0: <laughs> I would say documenting polar expeditions. Is <laughs> <exactly> <laughs> do for got fun. it. Okay, got <laughs> um, it. Yes. I feel like... I mean, I love the idea of exploring as something that we can all do for fun. You know, we can always all explore our own backyards. So whether, whether it is San Francisco or Minnesota or Antarctica, there's always something to explore. And I feel like just living through a lens of curiosity about the world around us can lead to so many new adventures. Absolutely. But I imagine exploring
1: Antarctica might be a little bit different than San Francisco or Minnesota. How did you find yourself in the most cold place on the planet? (laughs)
0: That's a good question. Um, Well, so I grew up in Minnesota Um, And growing up there, Will Seeger was my hometown hero and just such a local legend um, there. And I remember hearing about his expeditions to Antarctica and to the Arctic and tearing out pictures from National Geographic of his expeditions, pinning them on my walls and saying, one day I want to go to Antarctica. Um, And then years later, um, he was giving one of his eyewitness lectures in Minnesota about the changes that have happened across the polar regions in his lifetime. Um, And we connected afterwards and that kind of began this journey that we've been on with the film after Antarctica. Um, But so to be able to go back to Antarctica with Will Steger himself. Wow. Witness that place through his lens was just the greatest adventure.
2: What an honor for you. That's just so incredible.
1: But all right. So let's backtrack a little bit though. So, you met Will Seeger just at an event and then you and he became colleagues? Yes. So I have been um doing I love work that. With, yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm just I'm trying to understand how these <laughs> things happen it, for people.
0: He was very much stars aligned. I think you know I had followed his work for so long and had such an impact on my own path. And I ended up working with the National Geographic Student Expeditions team leading these expeditions around the world, teaching students filmmaking, photography. Um, And he was a huge inspiration for that work. And um, we first met around nine years ago in Minneapolis. Um, And I had heard of these eyewitness talks that he gives where he talks about the changes that he's witnessed um, and uh, has done a lot of great work with his nonprofit, Climate Generation. And so there was this opportunity to go and see him speak. And I went and afterwards went up and introduced myself and told him, you know, about my work as a documentarian and the impact that his own work had on my path. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I think, said something around the lines of how they had just been looking for someone to start documenting the Steger Center up in Ely, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. For his upcoming ice ball, um, which is an annual event that he throws on where people help pull blocks of ice from the lake to fill the cellars and um, because the Seager Center is entirely off the grid. Um, And so, yeah, I think it was a few weeks after that, that we went up and got to see the ice ball firsthand and start documenting And then this incredible friendship and collaboration grew out of there. And um, yeah, and then we started the full-on production of the film around four years ago. So it's been a long journey.
2: And so just to briefly just interject, so if people listening have never heard of Will Steger before, could either one of you just briefly sum up who he is and what he does?
0: Yeah, so Will Steger is a polar explorer who has completed numerous firsts in the field of polar exploration across Antarctica and uh, the Arctic. Um, He's done um, a historic crossing of the North Pole, the South Pole, um, Arctic Ocean, and Greenland, and um, has received highest honors from National Geographic, and um, is just a phenomenal eyewitness to the changes that have happened in our poll readings as well. Um, he also started the nonprofit Climate Generation and the Steger Center, um, which are both uh, spaces that really focus on climate change, awareness and education. Um, and he's based in Minnesota.
2: Wow. And so what did you, so you found yourself then documenting this renowned explorer What was that like? Was that intimidating? Were you excited? I would just love to know it. It it probably takes a lot of guts to just jump in there and say, yeah, let's do this.
0: Well, it definitely, it was definitely very exciting and felt like such a, um, one of those full circle moments in life to have known of the impact that his work had had on my own path. And then to be collaborating has been so special. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and then it's just evolved so much over the years is when we first started, um, I had this vision of wanting to tell his greater story, but didn't know exactly what shape that would take. And then over the years, it really evolved into what after Antarctica has become. Um, and, you know, the focus of that film is really about, Will's life journey as a site witness to the changes across both poles, but really focusing on the 1989 to 1990 TransAntarctica expedition, which is the expedition Will Seeger led where they crossed Antarctica coast to coast with an international team, Hmm. six people from six countries, with the goal of bringing awareness to the need to reinstate the Antarctic Treaty. Hmm. Um, But now 30 years later, the ice shelves the team crossed have largely disintegrated. So it's mm. a story and firsthand personal look at what it means to not only be the first in history, but what does it mean now to be the last in history? Wow. Oh my gosh. It's, I just got goosebumps. It's That's really powerful.
1: powerful. I was able to see the film in Minneapolis a few months ago. And I, first of all, I I didn't know, I didn't know the history. Um, I, I I thought he was just this, explorer. Like I, I didn't really know there was this climate message. Um, I knew after I kind of did my own research, but I remember Will Steger as a kid, but I didn't remember. I just remembered he was this explorer. So it was, it's really cool. And I feel like, I'm hoping that kids now perhaps get the education around the reasoning why a lot of people do these kind of things. Isn't typically just for accolades. It's typically for another reason as well. Um, and just being, um, kind of a more thoughtful, um, consumer of information. I think, uh, I, I, that's one thing I learned from seeing the film is just to be more thoughtful in all of these, you know, in, in watching films in general. Um, but I was going to ask you to, and I also wanted to say that the the film itself has a heartwarming story. It's touching to see the connections between humans, just the depth of relationships that begin to occur, and um, the animals. And I will stop there and not ruin it for anyone else. But... <laughs> Spoiler alert! Oh my gosh, Tasha! <laughs> um, but I had wondered too if if it had always started if there if climate was in the center of the conversation
0: at all times? Yeah, it definitely, I think, you know, in learning about Will's work, I was so inspired by the way that he's used his platform as this tool for greater change and greater impact. Um, And, you know, in so many ways, when he, I remember one of the first conversations with Will, where he said he wouldn't even... Necessarily say he's exploring these places, but he's experiencing these places. It's all about that personal relationship with these places and bringing awareness to them. And I just loved that idea of um, like really reframing what it means to be an explorer and what it means to visit these places um, that so many of us think of as otherworldly and foreign and remote and so far away, but yet we're so connected and interconnected with the melting of this ice and what the changes happening in these places. Um, And so that was always something that we were really drawn to exploring in the film is um, bringing to life the impact that he has had and that own eyewitness story that he's experienced. Um, Because I feel like in so many ways the film has become Will's personal eyewitness story but we're all really eyewitnesses now and we're all seeing these changes in our own backyards. So helping people to see, hopefully through Will's eyes and lens um, that we all have a voice and message and story to share. And when we do that, so much greatness and unity can be achieved.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I would love to turn the lens around onto you, Tasha, because I know as a documentarian, you don't like to to be the story (laughs) but in so many cases in so many ways you are though I mean you're this this female filmmaker which we don't see a lot of females in this industry so my hat is off to you for just kicking ass and carving out a new you know a path for other female filmmakers so we just I would just love to know, and I know it's hard to like talk about that experience because you've never been a man. So you can't really explain <laughs> what it's like to be a man in a, you know, fil- male filmmaker, but um, I would just, I would just love, you know, you're kind of a pioneer in your own right. So what has that been like?
0: Oh, well, first of all, thank you so much, Lynn. And um, yeah, I think, you know, I come from like a very brave, courageous line of women in my family. My mom, grandmother, and great-grandmother all immigrated from Russia. Um, And at the time when they left, they didn't know if they'd ever be able to return. And Mm. they came to the United States with nothing um, and built everything that they've had. Um, And so I was first generation on my mother's side to be born in the United States. And I think seeing their example um, had a huge impact on me of uh, just the power of paving your own path and setting your eyes on a North Star and just that, you know, believing um, in the ability to persevere against all odds. And so um, that's something that's really been like instilled within me and my family since I was young. And and so I think with a camera in hand that always has felt like this incredible passport to the world where anything can be possible. Um, It's such a tool for connection, and for translating the world around you and, um, and being really present, because I feel like when you are documenting something, you're really there in the moment, looking at every little detail. Um, So it's become this tool of how I see the world around me. And even when I don't have a camera now, I feel like I'm constantly looking at the light or the way something moves and just really um, has been this bridge to connect in this new way. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, I think within that, that has always felt like something I wanted to do. And for a long time when I was younger, there were so few examples of women in the field. Um, and as people say, you know, like, if you can see it, you can be it. Um, and so seeing other women who've really paved their own paths in this field um, really had a huge impact on me and um, you know, I hope that anyone listening to this can can realize that like we do all have a story to share and it's so important. And um not any group of people should have more ability to share their stories than anyone else. Um, and so that's become really important to me in my work.
1: That answer is it sheds a light onto what I was gonna ask who is just like, oh, like I've been thinking, how did she as a child take these pictures and put them on her wall. Like I was not putting photos or pictures of Will Seeger and polar expeditions on my walls. Like I was watching cartoons and, you know, doing, um, playing Barbies and doing things like that. And it makes sense given saying these strong, courageous women, um, have been kind of in, as part of your lineage and how helpful that has been. I did a Google search today about the film industry, exploration and adventuring, and the list that I saw, like I was like, like female advent, female filmmakers, female, whatever. And you know, Google will put up like the first three and then it'll say, like, and you know, 300 more cells. And I did like a combination of a of comparing men and women in those fields. And it's astounding, absolutely astounding, how few women, if you put in film industry, exploration, and adventuring, how few women exist in this space. So well, it's that's so
0: true. Truly. Thanks, Joni. I mean, it's, it is true. It's, there needs to be more people making space at the table. There is space actually at the table and it's just about um, helping people to open those doors. And I think, um, yeah, the industry for so long has been male dominated and um And I think that's starting to change, but there's still so much change that needs to take place. Um, And, and yeah, and so that's really important to me in my work too, is when I do work with teams, looking at who are the teams that we're working with? How can it be more inclusive? How can we have more, um, you know, female driven voices behind the lens Um, and, you know, really working on looking at the teams in that way. I love that. Amen. Woohoo. My Like that's just, that's what we need is more
2: women behind, behind the lens and
1: mm-hmm.
2: holding well, it's, the a mic. Different,
1: it's a different viewpoint. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah it's there's different f- than what we see. Exactly. There's um, this documentary I watched recently called half the picture about um, female identifying cinematographers and filmmakers and directors. And I mean, the, female lens is half the picture and mm-hmm. we're missing half the picture and yeah that. um and you know so I think yeah it's so important and I feel really fortunate to have had the upbringing I had where my family really encouraged me to pursue this path um I remember being really young and because my family weren't able to bring things with them one of the few things they had were photographs and so. I remember looking at pictures of my mom growing up in Russia, and looking at this place that I had seemed so far away, and hearing their stories, and the way that that opened up a whole new world to me and expanded my worldview had such an impact. And um, I remember my family buying National Geographic magazines, and um, but just you know, really at a young age, um, looking at the world in that way of like the power of storytelling and how it can build these connections and bridges to places that otherwise we feel so disconnected to um, has been something I hope to be able to bring to life in my work as well. Yeah.
2: Well, you're doing it.
1: Mm-hmm. I love
2: that. Mm-hmm. So, so we'd love to know, so as we talked about women who, you know, like the, the lack of women, any ideas why, or kind of to get into our, you know, flannel shirt guy moments, coyote moments, the joy thieves out there. Um, would love to know, I mean, if you've had a personal experience in that sort of arena or if if women in general face obstacles, you know, like this, like I just want to know, like I would just like to know what what's preventing so many women from getting into this industry?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the culture predominantly has been so male dominated for so long. And I know when I was starting, I remember showing up on set and being the only woman there. Um, And over time, as I started to grow in my career, really realizing the power that I had to question when I was hired for a project or a shoot of who else is on the team, um, how inclusive is this set, um, and really like requesting and building my own team and set around that. uh, but still, it needs to start at the top, and I think that there are a lot of people who uh, are drawn to hiring the people that remind them of themselves, and, um, and it's really about breaking that mold and realizing that when we do have other voices and other lenses, the stories only become stronger and more whole. Mm-hmm.
2: All right. Well, so, okay, we're at about, we're starting to eke out on time here, so we're going to just kick to break really fast. And then when we come back a top tip, and then maybe we'll get a few more nuggets from Tasha that we can sprinkle into some other episodes. So we'll be right back.
1: We Do This For Fun is supported by 515 Productions, a high-end video production business based in Minneapolis. The website is 515productions.com. And did
2: you know that Jody is also a health and wellness coach? Check out her website at jodygruen.com.
1: If you like this podcast, we'd love your support. Please rate and review us and hit subscribe. Learn more about us at do this for com.
2: We are back with our amazing guest, Tasha Van Zant, She's joining us from sunny California. We're so happy to have you here. Um, it occurred to us that we forgot to ask you. So, what do you do for fun before we jump <laughs> like, in the yeah. top tip? Like, <laughs> not for work. <laughs> we just like assumed it was <laughs> polar exploration. But are there other things? Is there something else you do for fun?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, for fun, it's funny enough. Uh, I like link that very closely to all of the work that I do. So. Um when I have a day to just recharge oftentimes I love to go out with a camera in hand as well and mm. it's just one of my favorite tools almost like a meditation mm. to go out and document and take pictures and be present and build connections through the lens is truly one of the most fun uh, favorite things that I love to do um but also I live in San Francisco currently, and I'm really close to Golden Gate Park and mm. to the ocean here. And I think just finding time to get out in nature and be outside and be present and mindful, listening to the sounds around me is my favorite thing to do. Um, so trying to get outdoors as much as possible. I love that. Yeah.
1: So, this is a then, Great place for it.
2: Oh my gosh. Yes. yes. So then top tip for people who Find, or listening to you describing all these great things and think, where do I start? Where Any, uh, any advice?
0: Well, I feel like um, we really do all have a story to tell and there's ways for each of us to be documentarians of our own life and community and neighborhoods, um, whether it's with your phone or with a camera. There's so many tools that we can use to document the world around us. Um, and it's really amazing to go outside and with a goal of... Capturing a story and meeting someone you might not have ever talked to before. Um, Living a life filled with curiosity, I think, can lead to so many fun adventures. Um, So I think my tip would be to just really look at ways that you can, uh, in the next week or weekend or day, go outside and ask someone a question that you might not have ever Mm. asked them before. Um, you know, really live more curiously and see what doors that ends up opening. Oh, I love
1: that. Lynn, she just needs to join us every week. I know. Can, like you, just, just can like- you just be like our third?
2: Or to yeah. we'll do this for funner.
1: <laughs> Documentary documenting your own life. But mm-hmm. although it's like I feel really good now because I feel like this is what we try to do, Lynn. We just go out yeah. and try to like, hey, will you come be on our podcast? <laughs> <Yeah>. Hi, <Tasha." laughs> We're just gonna harass you to be on We're our podcast. podcast. <laughs> We're gonna document your life through our podcast. But <laughs> so we are following your lead, Tasha. Um yes. I wanted to kind of like kind of wrap it up with I love that I think you wrapped it up so beautifully but I'm gonna re-wrap it up Great. using some words of yours that I found which was to find your voice speak your truth and I think you have been like that has been just weaved through this whole story and is we is is part of your entire life and what you've shared with us today so listeners, Truth telling disrupts the status quo. If we want more women in these places, if we wanna see more women outdoors doing uh, polar expeditions or with behind a camera and showing people that there is another side to the story or to the other, the other half of the picture, um, we need to get out there and disrupt the status quo with our voice. If we wanna see change in the outdoors in the workplace or anywhere else, seek and speak. Your voice will inspire others to do the same. It's legacy, just like Tasha's creating. Thank you, Tasha, for showing us your voice, sharing your story, and showing us um, another way to have fun out there.
0: Well, thank you all so much.
2: As always, we welcome your questions and feedback. Email us at wedo this for fun podcast at gmail.com we will be dedicating future episodes to answering your questions. So let her rip, whether it's about gear purchases or tampons and IBS in the wilderness. We don't judge. Been there, done that. Nothing is off the table. And thanks for listening.